0: Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Emily. Hey, Emily. Hello. Um, So we have a recap we're going to get through. But first, big news out of Real Housewives universe this week.
1: I think we'll call it um, the the courtroom of Real Housewives is adjourned. Wait, opposite. It's in session. (laughs) It's in session. Uh,
0: We're going to have like a gavel noise here. And we're also going to call Eli, who is going to explain... Yeah, We should probably tell you what happened. Stu Chains changed his plea from not guilty to guilty, which
1: feels big. Um, and it is big from what let's I gather. Call our, our resident lawyer. A lawyer who specializes not in criminal law. Correct? Yeah, but he's, he's pretty good at it. Hello? Hi, Eli.
0: Can you hear us?
2: I can hear you.
0: Great. You're on a microphone. Hi, Eli. You're on with the Real Hi Housewives. Family.
2: Hi, Mag. So glad that I could hear with you. Yeah, so,
0: same. Yeah, thanks for being here, thanks, Eli. Eli. Um So, Eli, Stu Chains, Smith, this is his real last name, he pleaded guilty this week. Can you explain to us what's happening?
2: So, I want to start this off by once again. Nope. No. Let me do nope. I have okay. to do this.
1: Okay. For Legally.
2: I, I need to explain that I am not a criminal law lawyer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know anything about criminal law at all. Mm-hmm. And also, no one should take legal advice from this podcast. And in fact, if you need legal advice around this area, listen to what I'm saying and then do something different than what I'm saying.
1: Now, Eli, okay. sorry, I feel like I need to interject here and just say I have taken the LSAT prep courses and I do feel they could take legal advice from me <laughs> <laughs> just to put it out there.
2: My next bit of advice is don't take legal advice from Emily.
1: In this <laughs> podcast. I haven't passed the LSAT, but I feel confident I could.
2: Oh, my goodness. OK, what do you guys want to know right now?
1: So, like, basically, what, first
0: of all, what happened and why?
2: OK, so the guy's name is... Stewart, right?
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Okay. So here's the situation. So Stewart and Jen Shaw, months and months ago, were indicted and they have been dealing with these charges, of various crimes all related to this fraud scheme. And so since that happened, their separate attorneys have been consulting with them and trying to figure out what is our best path forward. Initially, both Jen Shaw and Stewart pleaded not guilty to the charges. Uh, signifying like we're gonna we intend to fight this out even if it has to go all the way to a jury well what's mm-hmm. happened over the last several months is his attorneys have been communicating with the court that they wanted extra time to respond to various parts of the charge and, and various parts of the legal process which a lot of people who were watching what was happening understood that what they were doing was they were negotiating some kind of a deal with the prosecutors. They're Basically, they're going to the prosecutors and they're saying, hey, what if we change our plea to guilty?
1: Mm-hmm. Will
2: you give cut some kind of a deal for us? And so the fact that they were kind of like asking for these extensions and requests signified that they were planning to possibly or at least consider working with the prosecutors. Okay, so that's been going on for a few months. Well, recently he changed his plea to guilty. And so what that means is they have reached a deal with the prosecutors. And what's really, really interesting here and the the questions that we have at this point, and we don't have answers for these yet, are what is the deal that he reached with the prosecutors and what was he able to offer them as an incentive for them to allow him to plead guilty? And mm-hmm. so typically what happens in these situations is uh, somebody who's been charged of a, with a crime and they're, you know, potentially looking at a trial is they go to the prosecutors and they say, I understand that I have a huge risk. If this goes to a jury, I might have to serve, you know, a bunch of time in prison. If I plead guilty, will you agree to ask the judge to give me a much smaller prison sentence than I might get if this goes all the way to trial?
1: Okay, so... Are you trying to tell me that's due chains is the phrase rolled over on Genshaw?
2: So I'm I'm about to get to that. What I'm okay. saying right now <laughs> is his attorneys are sitting down with him and saying, Here's all the evidence against you and if this goes to trial and the jury believes this evidence, you could face X number of years in prison. 40 years, 50 years, whatever that is, like you could potentially be in prison for the rest of your life. And what they're doing is they're, first of all, they're saying to him, if you are convicted and the jury, you know, gives you this kind of sentence, um, you know, that that's really bad for you. You spend this much time in prison. And we think that the chance of you spending that much time in prison is X percent, Hmm. 50%, 60%, whatever. And so they're saying to him, that's bad. You are you know, the fact that you could spend this much time in prison is terrible, obviously. So if we can go to the prosecutors and say, if he pleads guilty, will you agree to five years of prison? Um, you know, that obviously would would be a better situation than you taking a huge risk of spending the rest of your life in jail. So that's the first thing they're doing. But the second thing that they're doing in these situations is they're saying, and is there anything else we can offer the prosecutors beyond your guilty plea? For example, is there a much bigger dog in this mm-hmm. fight mm-hmm. that they're going after that you can agree to testify against? So can we go to the prosecutors and say, we will plead guilty, and if you really want Jen Shah, yes. we will testify against her... But you prosecutors have to agree that you're not going to pers- pr- uh, pursue more than two years of prison time or wh- whatever the number is. Okay. And so what we don't know right now is, is it a simple plea deal where he's just saying, I will plead guilty. Let's just cut to the chase. I will spend some prison time, but it has to be lesser than what I might get in front of a jury. Or is he saying that plus I'm willing to testify against Jen Shaw. Um, but because she's a big dog here, you guys need to cut me some slack and give me like a really competitive plea deal. And kind of what I'm reading online is the speculation, and this does make, make sense to me, is that he is highly motivated to tell the prosecutors right now, I am willing to testify against this person that you would much rather get than me, because I'm just this guy who goes to Harmons—I only know because he's a Meg—and you guys clearly would rather have Jen Shah, who is this public figure, and you would like to make, you know, a, a statement out of this. And she is not playing. She is not. Does not appear to be negotiating with prosecutors. She she doesn't appear to be taking this as seriously as she should. Mm. So I can give you the testimony. And here's the here's the kicker. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm talking too much. No, want to cut me out no, soon? please here, keep going. Here, here's the kicker. This woman has gone on national television and has described this dude as the closest person in her life and has <laughs> literally said, this man knows me better than my husband. Oh boy. And so what's going to happen is If he has cut a deal with the prosecutors is immediately the prosecutors are now going to go to her attorneys and say, hey, here's the deal. We are going if you guys really want to go to trial on this, that's fine. But what we're going to do is we are going to enter the statements from her from an episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake saying this man is the closest person in my life and he knows me better than my husband and knows all of my secrets, which, by the way, is admissible evidence. It's not hearsay because it's a statement by the defendant. For for all of my law nerds out there, rule 801D4 of the rules of evidence (laughs) would allow that statement in. You heard it here first. They're going to show that clip to the jury and then immediately put this man on the stand who she has just said is the closest man in her life And then he's going to take the stand and say, yeah, she's a criminal and she knew all of this and did all of these things. And she told me about it and brought me in on it. Okay. And so so the prosecutors are going to go to her attorneys now and say, if you guys really want to go to trial on this, that's what's going to happen. So, Jen Shaw, you weren't interested in pleading guilty before, and we were willing to give you, you know, 10 years or whatever it is that they offered initially. Now it's 20 years. Yeah, and I, I don't know the numbers. I, I'm making up numbers off the top of my head. But, like, essentially, if he has turned on her, which I think there's decent reason to think that might have happened, if he has turned on her, her deal just got a lot worse. Okay. Like, what's what what's in her, you know, what can she bargain at this point?
1: You I, know? She's got a
0: Porsche. <laughs> So, okay. I got a few
1: follow-up questions. Yeah, Meg, um, you go first.
0: So, um, no,
1: I, no, I, I'm processing. Okay, Eli, I've got a few follow-up questions. The first one is, on last night's episode, Jen Shah was filmed in her lawyer's office talking about how she definitely didn't do anything wrong. First of all, if you were her lawyer, would you have let her film in your office? And second of all, why or why not?
2: <laughs> okay i uh, once again i don't watch the show so i have not seen this episode
1: um well I, he was wearing a really bad tie too <laughs> if that helps just gauge what kind of lawyer he is he also had the blind justice lady yeah uh, a, a
0: tiny miniature in his window sill that was the one the one item one decoration yeah, in the and office giant buttons oh. and beige lots of beige yeah
2: what, what I'll say is i as a, as a lawyer I tend to be pretty conservative and not very gimmicky because I think they can backfire very quickly if I was their attorney I think that I would say we're not doing the TV thing we're not talking about this publicly and if there's any way we can get you out of this show we need to be doing that okay. um and so i that sounds reckless to me but I don't know the details of what they were talking because about. Because whatever, what
1: the whatever they talked about could be used in court, right? Because it was on TV and yeah. filmed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that could, anything she says, absolutely anything she says that is even remotely relevant to this case could be used in court.
1: And so last night, if she was very strongly saying someone set her up, she didn't do anything wrong, and then they find out that's 100% a lie, that can be used against her.
2: Yeah, I mean, oh my. she is what an idiot. to take this down <laughs> in her trial. She completed the Fifth Amendment, um, so she doesn't have to take this down, but they can enter statements that she said in court. And so if they can find a way to pick, you know, f- find statements that she said on TV that are a lie, yeah, in theory, they could use those against her. Still, like
1: such
0: reckless behavior so my big takeaway here is that anything said on the real housewives is a point of fact
2: uh, anything said on the real real housewives if if prosecutors are able to use it um as you know relevant evidence in her case to show that she's you know lying or, or something of that nature yeah they could use it okay so, so like it, it, attorneys like criminal law you know, defense attorneys will frequently advise their clients once they've been charged with a crime, don't talk about this, don't speak out about this, like, just keep your mouth shut, let's be careful, because the things that you say and do could potentially be used against you in trial,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, reality television, that gets a little muddy, right? Why? Well, because, (laughs) like, it's it's quote-unquote reality, but it's also... There's this general understanding that a lot of it's scripted. But
1: aren't they, but Jen still choosing to say it while being filmed.
2: Do do you, do you want to be put in a position where you are having to go sit up on a stand in front of a jury and explain to them, yeah, that reality TV thing that I said that makes me look really terrible. Well, I was just kidding. Mm -hmm. Like, even if the jury, like, maybe you can get the jury to believe you, but like you're not going to be very likable in that situation. Right. Sure. And so, so I, again, like I think a lot of criminal defense attorneys would be telling their client in this situation, like, shut your mouth, be quiet. Let's try and figure this out. You speaking out is not going to help you yeah. and it might, and, it, and it's likely to hurt you. And mm-hmm. so that's why we need you to not talk about this case.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Now I have one more question. Which is, Mm -hmm. Eli knows nothing. He's stated that numerous times. This is just based off of what you know. Is there any chance, Eli, that they are not actually guilty?
2: (laughs) I just need to understand. I have no idea. Here's what I will say. Um, Stewart pleaded guilty. I I texted Meg today because I was freaking out as I kind of started Googling this. Um, He pleaded guilty to some charges that could get him up to 30 years in prison. Now, I think, you know, probably the agreement that he got with prosecutors is, if you plead guilty to these things, we will recommend two years or five years. It'll be something, you know, much less than 30. Uh But the fact that he pleaded guilty to something that serious, to me, means that his lawyer sat down with him and said, the evidence against you is terrible and we can go to trial on this, but there's a, a decent chance that you die in prison. If we go to trial on this, what if we can get you out of prison when you're 50 or I, I don't know how old this man is, yeah. but, but to me, like the fact that he pleaded guilty to such serious crimes means that his attorneys are telling him it's really bad. Mm -hmm. and i I don't know that it's any better for her now the question is if you know prosecutors are going to be going to her attorneys now like i said and saying potentially like this guy's going to testify against you it's about to get much worse for you etc prosecutors have to figure out kind of what the offer is to try and get her to plead guilty but if they if they make it too big then she might just say, no matter how bad the evidence is, I'm willing to roll the dice and just go in front of a jury. So if they go to her and say, like, we'll agree to 20 years in prison, at this point in her life, she's looking at that and saying, that makes me 70 by the time I I come out of jail. I would rather go in front of a jury and roll the dice, even if the evidence is really bad. Juries are completely unpredictable, and sometimes they let people off despite the strongest evidence, and I would rather just, like, take my chances on that.
1: So well, and she's right, a narcissist. Right,
2: what is that number? Do we go to Jen Shaw and say, we will recommend 10 years if you plead guilty based on you know based on all of this, and then Jen Shaw, you can get out of prison in your late 50s and go live the rest of your life, or we're willing to go to trial and then maybe you die in prison. What do you want? And so they're, they're kind of, I, I anticipate, like internally, they're walking through those numbers and the percentage, like, here's our likelihood of getting a conviction. Here's her likelihood of... I'm um, getting exonerated and
1: so forth. Yeah, it's just hard to believe that a guy who lied to his wife about his career could be a felon. You know, Magno, <laughs> I'm shocked. All right, we're all shocked. Lord. Uh Eli, thank you as always for your
0: legal. Was acumen the right word?
2: Um. Let's say my. My opinions that are not based in experience. Okay, okay. Oh, all right, all right you guys, okay. no one's suing not.
0: Um, he's just doing this out of the kindness of his heart, okay? Listen, we're just getting started with this um, legal drama, so we will have you back, whether you like it or not. Uh, but thank you so much for enlightening us. Thanks, Eli. The, the, the pleasure
1: was
2: mine, the reason why I did this. Is because I enjoy
1: talking to you two. Oh, no. come on.
0: Stop it. Say it
2: again.
1: All right. Thanks, Eli. We'll talk to you Bye, soon. Bye, All
2: right. Bye.
1: Oh, dang. I did mean to ask one more question, which was how the episode started with Whitney being like, if we don't gossip about what happened oh with my Jen gosh. Shaw, oh my gosh, let's get we into it. We could all be in all danger. Right. Here we go. And Segway segue
0: into the recap. Whitney does in state, indeed say that we need all the information. Otherwise, we're in danger, which danger. I'm, I'm pretty sure is not true. Danger. What'd I say?
1: No, I'm just saying oh, danger. danger. Oh, what danger. I, it's a hot word to use um, in this scenario. How, how would they, any of them be in danger? I mean, I can only imagine, like we were talking last week, if they, had some, if they somehow knew, like, I gave Jen money, I used Jen's services for Vita Tequila or whatever. I can only imagine that would be the way they were in danger. Or, I don't know, maybe they bought something with her money, and they, I don't know, I don't know... Why they think this. I do think it is a great excuse to gossip.
0: I hesitate to talk about the other cities, but it is a pretty um, relevant comparison, I think, to talk about the Erica Jane yeah. of it all yeah. and how Sutton called a lawyer and everyone was like, How dare you call right, a but lawyer? Sutton had offered Erica money I
1: mean, and it gets messy.
0: Yeah. I but I think there's a difference between like covering your bases legally
1: and also trying to coerce gossip out of someone. I'm going to use that next time I want some hot <laughs> info, but I'll never use it on Lisa because it's pointless. Lisa is
0: I'm does Lisa so sorry. know
1: what show she's on? She's the most annoying character this week, and, and I know Mary exists. She's the most annoying. I there are a few things I hate more in this world than someone who knows a secret, drops you hints about the secret, but will not tell you the secret. Just don't talk about just, it then. Yeah. Don't say these half
0: things. Like, I think she was meeting up with someone who's not in her family. Like, like say she was having an illicit say, affair. I think, but,
1: but Lisa is so annoying. Like, ugh, we are seeing all the background. We know what's happening, Lisa. You get filmed all day. Do you know what? Like, I think she thinks she's keeping her hands clean. But it's like, you're filmed all the time. You're, we hear everything your you're saying. Your job is to be messy. Yeah. Speaking of messy... The other huge question for me at that table was, did Whitney bedazzle that Nike turtleneck on her own? Is there any world where a Nike rhinestone turtleneck exists? My big
0: question was, what happened with Mary and that cracker? Because it seemed to really hurt her.
1: She was going through stuff. She was in a lot of physical pain. Mary was really going through things. Yeah. I just am like, Lisa's the worst. Um, Meredith hired a private investigator, we found out.
0: Yeah, because they were all getting weird text messages. Okay. Which I've now watched this episode twice, and I'm still, like, from an anonymous
1: stranger who writes because the same way Jen does. Also, she never framed that it was from an anonymous text. She was like, I met up with Jen. As soon as I got to my car, I had a text. And it said because, like, she did a terrible job telling that story. It wasn't until Meredith was, said, I got text from a number I didn't know. And I was like, oh, okay, there's the whole half of the story we're missing. Right. Lisa, um, so she hired a private investigator because Brooks got called the twink. Right. And I'm here for it. I know a lot of people were annoyed at Meredith last night. I am a hundred percent here for Meredith. People were annoyed with Meredith last yeah, night. Yeah, I've had some chatter that they're like, "Meredith, like, what kind of friend hires?" a am like, not a friend, a colleague. Jen Shaw is her okay. work friend. This is not the first time I will say this
0: this episode, but Jen Shaw has allegedly defrauded a number of elderly people. It yeah. is okay. To come after that well, person, and I
1: loved that Meredith was like she ruined lives yeah. because on
0: the heels of Heather being like, "This is what friendship means you you show up for people."
2: Heather when blaming they're in bad Mormonism ways.
1: for uh, not understanding that someone's a bad or a good person, like, which I I think that you could make that argument, but I also think it could go
0: the other way where the Mormon in you is giving people too much the benefit of
1: the doubt. Yeah, um, Heather. Heather. Well I was like, Heather you cut your sister out because she was smoking, but you're gonna go ahead and walk back through Jen's felony door because like I don't know, Christ's love. I don't know why Heather feels the way she does. Jenny's argument
0: made sense. Jenny was like, we don't have all the facts.
1: Yeah, Jenny was the one who made sense. Jenny, like, for as smart as she was, I'm curious why this is the first time she's wondering if these ladies talk behind her back. Remember when she was like, I'm just wondering, do they talk about me when I'm not around like this? And it's like, is this the first? Again, do you know what show you're (laughs) on? Does anyone know what show they're on? Have you watched this show? Mary knows what show she's on. She doesn't care. (laughs) She could not care less that she's on shows. She doesn't care. Mary's lime green
0: turtleneck with the peekaboo neck with the pretty, pretty princess is it Chanel? I think it's Chanel. It's so stupid. I don't know how she arrived at that look, but I need to know the thought process because it's so bad.
1: Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. I I hate it. I hate I I just the best part of this table for me was when Meredith was like, I'm not friends with this person. If you invite her, do not invite me. I love that energy. I do too. That's the sort of, I don't need to be friends with people energy I got in my 30s that I was like, no, I don't need to go to stuff. I don't care. I don't want to be around people I don't respect. This is a woman who has gone to therapy. Yeah. She has boundaries. She's a beautiful robot with boundaries. Yeah. And I'm living for Meredith Marks. I want a robe. And how do I get one? I know. That waffle robe looked pretty, it looked nice. Also, freaking
0: Mary has a Brooks Marks sweatsuit. Well, Mary's really
1: good friends. I remember she poofed in front of him. I how know, good but like how do we, we're friends of the show. Can we get yeah, one? Yeah, no kidding. We love, we go hard for Brooks every I mean, time. We haven't too. seen Brooks in a while either. I, and I want more of him. I just am like, last night someone texted me, wait, is Heather actually an idiot? Because Heather was saying some dumb stuff last night.
0: She's very, is it naive? I think, yeah, mm, is it naivete or is it? Blind loyalty. Is it insecurity again? It might be insecurity because I think Jen is one of
1: those people when you're her friend, she makes you feel like like a billion bucks. So loved. No, when Jen's your friend, I can get it. Because when Jen's your friend, she makes you feel like an ogre who lives in a mud hut. And I can see the draw there, you know? Like, I love that kind of comparison from a good friend. (laughs) I would definitely think she could change. That's the thing is, like, Heather keeps being like... She can change this could be her opportunity to change and I don't know how Heather made it this far in life to think people change that drastically
0: but remember when Jen shot up set up the private shopping for Heather in Vegas. Yeah, I And it was tell. like,
1: oh, that's the, that's like,
0: she makes you feel like you're the only person in the world that matters. Yeah, and then
1: remember halfway through that when she yelled at her for being cousins with Whitney? Yeah. Like, she's a good time. No, she's the worst. But, but also the best. But when she likes you, she really likes you. She's the sun. Like, it feels good to have yeah. it shining, but when you're in the shade, it feels drastic. And I think that Heather's
0: probably like terrified of her and she knows i mean jen was out there last night tweeting at everyone who spoke out against her and i cannot believe the way this woman is using social media still i mean she's going to prison maybe she's she's just like who cares anymore
1: yeah yeah it's true the one thing we know for sure though is we can tell mary is incredibly christ-like and i know this because she she states for everyone to listen she's never seen any good in jen yeah uh, I think, I think
0: you can tell that by the her general attitude in mornings, just her morning, just energy. a cheery disposition. She and Jenny are very different morning people. They are, but you know who I loved, Heather and her jammies.
1: Uh, I did also love that. I agree, Heather and Heather was like the friend that just gets crap done. Yeah, it's breakfast. Let's make we're making breakfast. Let's get that French toast going. Let's Where's m- the cookie sheet? She's the dad of the group. She is the dad of the group, and she plays a pivotal role. Even though I was like. Heather, don't do this. I felt this way when she did a Watch What Happens Live and she's still not just being like, I think Jen Shaw probably is guilty and a terrible person. She's like, I hope it's not true. And that really annoys me for Heather. But everything else about Heather, to be honest, I really like. I've come full circle with Heather again this season. At first, I didn't like her that much. Now I'm like, Heather's my second favorite. Who's your first favorite? Meredith. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like by a ways, by the way, too. Yeah. Uh,
0: Meredith, by the way, was terrible on Watch What Happens Live. I didn't watch it yet. Wouldn't give an inch. Love that. I mean, if, if she was exactly what you'd expect. Beautiful robot, flawless skin. Barely cracked a smile. Um, Referred to Josh James as that gentleman. Oh, has no, what happened? Has no idea. Okay, oh, this was interesting. Because later in the episode, they're talking about Cameron, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. final yeah. line of the episode is Lisa blurting out,
2: he, he mortgaged his house. house and gave her
0: $300,000 dollars. And Andy asked Meredith about it, and she said, well, was it coerced? Because that gentleman at Angie's event gave a million dollars to that organization, and no one thought anything wrong of that, which, like... Why would we? Really bad comparison, really terrible comparison, but also evidence that Meredith doesn't live in Utah and has she no has idea no idea who Josh James is she has no idea what in circle is which like completely out of the Utah sphere and if you
1: don't live in Utah that's fine right. you shouldn't need to know any of these things that's but fine she's a real housewife of Salt Lake City but Utah I feel like even my mother knows what in circle is yeah it, it's a normal it's, thing to know yeah, about yeah, everybody knows everyone so knows, everyone about knows it. who Josh James is I think I would say 70% of the people know who Josh James are yeah Anyway, you know what's dumber than that is Lisa's catchphrases. Because during breakfast, she says, everything good is B, bacon, barlow, berries. And I just am like, does this woman walk around with a folder all day just writing down like, oh, this would be fun to say. and This would be fun to say. You know what? I should say this next time I have a chance. That's how I feel. She's contrived, Meg. And there, I'm over. There's something I'm
0: going to say, and I might regret it. But Lisa acts the way that I fear I
1: act in social situations. Ooh, that's a tough mirror to look into. Um, Wow. Lisa is I like... I hope that's not true you for you. Know, you know when you get
0: home from a social event and you're like, was I the worst? Most yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think that's Heather, though. I think that's a Heather emotion. I think Lisa comes home from social situations and thinks, wow, I did it. No, but... He, I, if I acted like Heather,
0: if like if that's the reality, if I'm acting like Heather, that's great. Because yeah, Heather is delightful.
1: I agree. If but it, it turns out that I'm actually acting like Lisa. No, I know I mean, what I'm saying is you oof. couldn't be acting like Lisa because you already think too much like Heather. Okay, okay. Like, there is an unawareness to Lisa that makes her act the way she does. We're we're Heather socially. Sure, yeah. I'm 100%. I wish I was a Meredith socially. I'm a Heather. Whereas in, I will just blurt <laughs> stuff. I'll say stuff. I'll walk home. Every single time we go to dinner with friends, I turn to my husband and said, was I the worst tonight? Every single time. Yeah, like, same. Like, was I annoying? Like, I'm riddled with insecurities as soon as I leave, halfway through it, usually. So... I understand that, and that to me is a very Heather way to act, but if we weren't wondering that, then we'd probably be Lisa's. Okay, I think that's a fair assessment. And also, Lisa's the friend that people are bantering back and forth, and she just biding her time, thinking of something to say, and then says it and conversation stops. That's Lisa. Do you know those people they are, like, getting in the mix, and then it's like, nope, it's dead. You killed it. The joke's <laughs> dead. Yes, yeah, yeah, 1,000% agree. Um, speaking
0: of dead, Mary really kills every possible debt an organism that could possibly be living in the eggs that Whitney has prepared for her after Mary asked her to, to prepare them.
1: After Mary sees her cooking. So Mary saw how she cooked eggs and chose to ask for them. Well, and then she chose to accuse burn them. Whitney
0: of selfishness saying, "Are you just making one for yourself?" Yeah. And Whitney says, "Oh, would you like an egg?" Yeah. And Mary said, "Yeah." But then says, I don't trust Whitney. I want to make sure she this her egg isn't contaminated. I'm going to put it in the microwave. The fact that Whitney doesn't retaliate physically.
1: It, astounding. She deserves sainthood. Yeah, Whitney gets smarter every week. She does. Because this week when she said, I don't want the pressure of cooking Mary an egg, I was like, no, you do not. No. Because this woman is going to, for lack of a better phrase, crucify you, no matter what you do. Yeah. She's not fun. She's nice. a mean person. It's <laughs> like when she put that egg in the microwave, I was like, she's not fun <laughs> she at all. sucks. She's not fun to watch Almost. Uh, But I have pretty high hopes for next week's confrontation. (laughs) I will say the person who sex more for me is Lisa. Lisa loves a secret. She loves knowing Uh, a secret. She
0: gets off on being withholding to borrow a phrase. She
1: loves a secret. She loves giving Meredith half-truths. I also love when Meredith was like, well, I'm just going to talk to Mary directly, which I was like, wild approach, Mary Meredith. <laughs> Again, Straight to the source. do you know what show you're on? Well, that's not how we do that's things. That's not what we do, but I did appreciate it. Whatever. They all decided to go dog sledding, and by all of them, I mean <laughs> half of them, which you know it's a gr- good girls trip when you don't spend all day together. Yeah. Heather, Whitney, and Jenny, which I that's the, that's the fun group, honestly. Dude, this... Something that happens on this dog sledding trip is honestly one of my favorite jokes I've ever heard <laughs> is when Whitney's telling, I'm so allergic to dogs. I love them, but I'm so allergic. And I forgot, sir, I didn't bring Zyrtec today. And the dog sled guy said, how old is Zyrtec? <laughs> Did you see Heather's tweet today? No. She tweeted a photo with the kid
0: who said that. And she said, how old is Zyrtec? Old enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm honestly like I've n i have you could not write a better joke than that. It's so good. He's <laughs> like seventeen. This like came came named Austin no. who goes by the freight name guy asking <laughs> how old Zurtek is. I loved it so hard. I also enjoyed when uh
0: Whitney said, Can you get a DUI on a dog sled? sled? And yeah. Heather said you're gonna find out. Yeah, they have a
1: fun banter. They're fun. They're fun. I, you know what? They're not bad weather. No. They're hurricane of good times. It was sunshiny, I don't know where I'm going. No, okay, but then, then the then rest of them are the Harry Potter, Harry Potter world, a.k.a. In Val. The worst coats I've ever seen. Dude, their coats were <laughs> atrocious. I thought it couldn't get worse till so they took
0: their coats off, though. No, just- yeah, that was also very bad. But these coats were, um, you, you know the Nathan for you where he wears the oversized suit the uh-huh. st- so he can s- uh, sneak, like, beer into yeah. the stadium. Yeah. It was like that, but winter coats.
1: It, it was awful. They were all so giant and oversized, which I live for an oversized coat. I'm here for that. But the thing that really killed me was Meredith was 100% sequins. Yeah. That was a sequence puffer jacket. It
0: was like the coat my four-year-old daughter would, would pick out because yes. it reminds her of unicorns. But
1: it's probably incredibly expensive. Yeah. And not very well thought of. Yeah.
0: Um... They try on earrings and Mary's very rude to very the jeweler rude. and says that she wishes they would
1: uh, sanitize all the earrings, even uh-huh. though they have. They said they had. It does it shock you to know that Meredith's coat is Christian Cowan, the, the maker of the bedazzled mask from the end of season oh one. Oh,
0: boy. No, it doesn't she shock me. It disappoints me. Cowan.
1: He's always she's always wearing him, and I do think like he's a statement. But do you always want to be making a statement? Is the question. And like Meredith is usually not very statementy. She picks her moments though. But this coat is weird for Meredith. I thought. Yeah, it's like knee length. Also, I can't stress this enough. Every inch is sequence.
0: Yeah, it's like purple pink.
1: Yeah, there's a glow. It's bad. They look terrible. Um, Then they look stupider because they take their jacket off and underneath they've just been lagging it around veil in a figure skating costume. What temperature do we think it is?
0: Forty? Because Lisa's in a straight up like leotard, leotard,
1: sleeveless short skirt. You couldn't pay me, literally, you could not pay me one million dollars to walk around to skate in a public skating in a figure skating costume. No, absolutely, it's not. it's not fun. If I was on a girls trip and they're like, you know what's fun? Putting on a figure skating costume and just going around public, I would be like, no, you know what's fun? Death. I, yeah, I'm finding new friends. Goodbye. i prefer to die. Deleting
0: you. your number. Never contact me again. No, I would
1: not. Um, anyway, they figure skate. Mary had previously, correct me if I'm wrong, said she'd love to figure skate. Yes. And she immediately goes, told her, tells us Jesus told her to leave the race. Yes. And I'm, it's not the first favor Jesus has done for us, no. nor will it be the last. Uh, Then we get to go to the fun crew again. Hurricane of fun. Um, They talk. They
0: watch Heather eat a Charleston shoe off the sprinter van floor. And Jenny says, Lisa does the same thing. And Heather says, we're twins. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. She's Danny DeVito. It was funny.
1: I know. I'm like, she's obviously not dumb. That's a hilarious reference. Funny. She's funny. I was like, this is an exact. This was my exact thought process. That happens. And I'm like. Heather's funny. That's not dumb. Heather immediately talks bad about Lisa to her friend Jenny. And I'm like, wait, Heather's dumb. Yeah. I, it's just nonstop back and forth. With You know what it is? Heather's a regular person. true, sure. Who does dumb stuff and who does smart stuff. Yes. Some decisions are dumber than others. I think she has some blind spots. I I, I again think it's she's na- naive. Um, And I think for how much Heather's breaking out, she's flying. She's soaring. She, there is still a part of Heather that is a very sheltered, naive person. Yeah, it's probably a
0: little bit of stunted emotional growth that now she's making up for.
1: It's with Mormonism, Arrested Development. It's a very specific type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 agreed. Um it's revealed that Heather has a sister in Colorado. I was more shocked that Heather's not a Utah Mormon. Yeah, that shocked I me. No, she's from Colorado. It, Who uh, knew? It shocks me because the things that she cares about are very. Well, I would. I would say are very culturally Utah. Mormon.
0: I was like, if I had to guess, I would have said
1: Bountiful. Wow, a great guess for me. I would have been like, Heather could be like Woods Cross. Yeah, Bountiful. Yeah, maybe Orem. Pleasant yeah, Grove. maybe Orem. I could have seen Orem. Yeah. But she's not. She's from Colorado. Yeah. Pretty close to Vail. Yeah. And she has a sister who she doesn't see anymore, which is sad. Man, she is just like lighting that family up. Uh, Heather sim- has simultaneously a ton of self-awareness and then like none at all. When she was talking about her sister, it was interesting because she said, I haven't seen my sister in decades because right after high school, she married a non-Mormon. And we didn't chat. Okay, great. Tell Mm -hmm, us all this time. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then she's saying like the way Heather felt is so interesting to me because I think Heather applies it to all Mormons feel like that. But I don't think that was my that's not my experience. Like, I don't feel like I'm superior to people if they. You know what I mean? Is that something, though? Or is that a Heather thing?
0: I think that it's a generational thing, maybe. That's very... I think that could be very true. Because Heather is
1: not that much older than us, but she's a generation She's definitely
0: Gen X and we're millennial. I
1: will say Heather had probably had the young women's talk about chastity where they chewed gum. Yeah. And my my phase of young women's is we knew that was the wrong message by the time I was 12. Yes. So I do think there is a little bit more intensity to how they feel about people leaving their religion... And how they treat them which is they treat them badly
0: yeah I would say that uh, we lived through a decade where that shifted dramatically I would say 2010 onward that became like a very different way that uh, people who left the church were viewed and so we're of that generation who does talk to our siblings
1: yeah, it was a bummer. I, I feel bad, and I can't wait for next week. And they acted like Jen, like um, Heather and her sister were going to get into a fight, but I, I have a feeling I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Oh, yeah, that's like Frankenstein editing. They Frankenstein that. Um, well, Frankenstein's monster, I guess.
0: No, Frankenstein edited. Oh, he's, he's the, the doctor. doctor. And
1: that's the monster. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good job. <laughs> now um, we get
0: to see Jen have a fake meeting with her lawyer. Okay. If
1: that's their actual
0: meeting, I will eat my hand off my arm. There's no way that was their first meeting.
1: I, no, I didn't think it was their first meeting. I thought it was their, uh, it was supposed to be a follow-up. But either way, it's fake. It's very fake. I just want to know, clean Clean. excuse me, sir, clean. how can you keep a straight face? <laughs> <laughs> sir? <laughs> How are you not cringing so hard when Jen is sitting across from you crying about how all she does is take care of people? When Jen said, I get a call, I thought Sharif was really sick, and she is acting, Jen is pretending like that's how she would act in an emergency? Like, get real. Uh, A direct quote,
0: all I'm guilty guilty of is being too giving and helping Many people, those words came out of her mouth as she wiped away fake tears.
1: I just can't. I we already talked a lot about Jen, so let's not linger here. I will say this whole scene made me wildly uncomfortable because it's someone doing really bad acting, acting, but they think they're doing really good acting. Do you know what I mean? And I really don't like it. Like Jen Shaw thinks. We all think she's not guilty. And I don't care if Jen Shaw comes to me on social media. In fact, I would love it. She's definitely guilty of something. Uh, an entire two, three, I believe, three different government organizations feel they have a case against you. Out of New York. They like, have enough to worry they're about. They're not wasting their time
0: on people who might not be guilty.
1: I feel Homeland Security is a bit of a big deal. Yeah, And I I don't imagine them having a lot of free time. I think it's a pretty airtight case, if I had to guess. I thought it before, but Stu Chains changing it to guilty just solidified that to me. I'm not going to lie. Eli was the second lawyer I have asked today. Is there any chance she is not guilty? Because I just felt like, why does she think we're all idiots? Does this woman on TV think every single person is an idiot? Meg, do
0: you follow... (sighs) it's the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City they're the Instagram account so it's not the official account but they do all the really heavy lifting and they posted a quote from Jennifer Lawrence today like J-Law like Jennifer Lawrence who is a big Real Housewives of Salt Lake City fan and she was talking about Katniss exactly Okay, and Joy she she was talking about Jen Shaw and she said she's never seen a stronger example of personality disorder
1: Yeah, yeah, this is what I mean when I said to Eli, she's a narcissist. She's definitely going to she's definitely going to court.
0: I just was watching last night and it kind of hit me. This woman is a sociopath.
1: She she truly seems to think she's telling the truth. Yeah. But I'm also like, do you honestly think every single person who watches this show is dumb enough to believe you? But that's where that's where the disconnect is coming here that she doesn't think we're dumb. She believes her own story almost. You think so? I think that she believes enough of her own story that that's the reality she chooses to live in. She's just delusional. I think she's delusional with a mental illness. Yeah. That's what I She think. has to be. It was so awful and I hated it. And Clayton, if you're listening one more time, bud, don't, let, don't film these. Don't do this, man. Don't do it. Don't be a part of this Jen Shaw crap. Yeah, I'm not sure it's helping
0: your reputation as a lawyer.
1: I don't know you. I don't, I'd probably go to Eli first. And he doesn't do criminal law as he has stated <laughs> nine to and 20 he times. Would, he would sigh annoyed
0: <laughs> every 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, well, I just get a new tie and stop getting filmed on TV.
0: It was tough. It was a tough
1: look. Let's move on. Um, Heather was a missionary? Swedish Christmas hookers? Heather was, Heather, so Heather lets us know she was a missionary. and... I'm only shocked because of her explanation of kingdoms. Like, you have to know that crap on a
0: mission, no? I mean, I, I've, I've forgotten quite a bit of things oh, that okay. I okay, so ta- one ear,
1: one out, the other? Also,
0: the Ringer story last year, they talk about Heather having served a mission. I don't remember
1: everything about Heather, I'm so sad
0: to say. Wow. I know. Some fan
1: you are. I do yeah. love, I do also love Rocklet. Oh, and, I freaking love raclette. And like Heather, uh, two Christmases ago, I gave my husband one of those machines that you, you heat the cheese on. Do you guys use it a lot? Uh, we use it all. We use it once a month. Do you really? Especially during winter. What's it's not the, a big summertime me. What's the storage
0: situation? Because I really want one, but it's like, where do I keep it? It's chunky. Thing?
1: Um, So I keep it on the top shelf all summer. When it's winter, I switch it out with our ice cream maker. Gotcha. I will say very rich. But we like to do, here's our system. No one asked. I don't care. Here's our system. We get a crusty baguette. Mm. We, we cook the cheese. We, I like to kind of cook my salami a little bit so it's warm. Mm-hmm. We put it down. We put the cheese down. We put ah, pickles down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. put some arugula, sometimes a chutney. You got yourself a sandwich. Ugh. And it's a winter sandwich. And it feels good. And that alone was worth it. But we'll get the raclette out just to we'll put it on potatoes. Where do you get the the actual cheese? Well, let me tell you this: Trader Joe's freaking sells raclette pre-sliced. It's sliced for the cooker. But but I like the um, the whole wheel. Yeah, very where you, expensive. Like, scrape it off. Yeah. Okay. So that's incredibly expensive, and you don't want that Dang system it. because because you do one scrape off, and then you have to wait five more minutes to get another scrape off. So people are eating sandwiches ten minutes apart, Meg. <sighs> But But this gets crispy. This gets crispy on both sides. I flip it. I know they put theirs on their little tray. I flip mine and then it gets crispy everywhere. Mm -mm. Chef's kiss. Rocklet is, if you learn nothing from this episode, Rocklet is worth a try. And it's at Trader Joe's pre-sliced. Wow. You got to cook it. Anyway, they all look like if the sound of music was prostitutes.
0: I was going to try and think of like a porn name, but. I don't think I have the skills.
1: I do, but I don't want <laughs> to. <laughs> I'll text it to you. Great. Moving on. Um, um, Mary's being a real pill. Mary's Mary's very judgmental for someone wearing an Amazon durndle. <laughs> you know, she is. She has to have the Chanel belt. She had to. Mary's talking to herself. Like speaking of sociopaths, mm-hmm. Mary's talking to herself while being filmed. Being like. I hate this kind of crap. I have to go upstairs and get started. And then she turns right to Cameron and said, I started talking to myself during the pandemic. And I was like, no, Gollum, you've been talking to yourself before the pandemic. We all, this is not a habit you just picked up. She,
0: yeah, okay, let's get, let's, uh, let's, I've got a lot to say. So they're doing this snowflake keg, which admittedly is very dumb. Like what's happening? Why are they outside? Why is it a snowflake? Yeah, it's too high. I I I mean, it's too cold. I I get it. We're with you. I'm not mad about that. Mary, though, is like, I want meat. Like, no, no, like, no hey, triangle. guys, no thanks. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm going to, like, maybe go easy
1: on drinking tonight. She just, just acts, like I want meat. She just acts, like, put out by them acknowledging her. But then she's as mad that they ignore her. Yeah, yeah it's so big, like, she doesn't 13-year-old girl There's energy. no winning with Mary. And if, if this is news to you, I don't know where you've been, but there's absolutely no way you can win with Mary. Okay. How? Whitney pulls out the shot ski and she's like it's time
0: and Mary says it's upside down and I've been I've been thinking about this for a full 24 hours how can a ski be upside down if you're holding it horizontally it's the same
1: yeah except the whole I I wondered about this too and I wondered if the whole where the holes were weren't exactly lined up but you could have just shifted down yeah the people would just move but Whitney's like oh okay I'll move it even though I wanted to be like Whitney just snap back at her and be like there is no upside down it was weird right she just is like Mary's hateful I did like the pastry chef okay Sebastian yeah he was wonderful and I wanted that that apple strudel Strudel. so crisp at first I was like, why did they have a pastry chef if they're just doing s'mores? I was really annoyed by it. But then I saw that strudel come in and I thought, I'm, I'd go on a girl's trip for that strudel. Just for the strudel. Even with Mary.
0: How depressing
1: were Meredith's mm-hmm. s'mores, though? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Heather on that one, 100%. If you're going to eat a s'more, just, just eat, eat a, a snore. Smor- s'more. Just eat a snore. eat um, Mary is mad no one's listening to her. And I'm like, why do they? Mary, what reason in the world do these women want to talk to you? Her joke was so bad. The joke she
0: was trying to make that no one was paying attention to her. She wanted to say, Heather, it's Meredith's party. She can cry if she wants to. That was her joke. That's the joke she's out there fighting for her life for. Like Meredith wasn't even crying. It makes no sense. It's it was stupid. Very dated. Very stupid. She's lucky no one was listening to her.
1: Mary, you should have been like, I hope they didn't get that on film. Like you should have covered your mic to say that one. I will. Yeah, I just. What happens next really annoys me because for some reason, Whitney craves Mary's approval. I don't know why. Well, Whitney is also very, very drunk. drunk. Here's where this is where I'm annoyed because I don't want to ever agree with Mary. okay? but I have to say when Mary was like, I'm not having these conversations. You guys are drunk. I was like, she did the right thing. There isn't. I mean, again, what do you know what TV show you're on? But there is, in my experience, nothing in this world more annoying than drunk arguing with a drunk person. No. When you are a sober person, it is in your, it's irrationally infuriating. Yeah. I one time had a boyfriend who was constantly drunk, and there was one entire night where he was lost, and he wouldn't tell me what street he was on, but kept asking me to come pick him up, and was yelling at the phone that I would not come pick him up, and I just kept saying... Tell me what street you're on and I'll come pick you up. And I don't know why I dated him for a year later. That I, should have been it, Meg. That should have been it. He just—he kept saying, there's a tree. I see a sign. That was it. I hear no, a train. I would have given up. I spent like three hours trying to figure out where in Pleasant Grove this man was. And he got picked up by the cops, by the way. And a story. And you stayed together? It was a hard time. I was okay. Heather. Okay. I was Heathering okay. okay. Okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs>
1: I miss Heather Reinhardt in that phase in my life, okay? Mary goes to
0: bed. Meredith tries to talk to her and say, like, all Heather wants is for you to say you love her. And Mary's like, I'll say it a different day, which cold.
1: But I'm also, again, I'm not mad about it because yeah, I do love drunk Meredith here. Mm -hmm. Meredith is drunk and she demands answers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, She mm -hmm. is drunk and she wants to know what is happening. I mean,
0: she gets pretty mad uh, that Lisa is once again being very annoying, vague about what she knows about Cameron and about Mary and about mm-hmm. Mary's church.
1: Whitney also is when she's Whitney's like, "I protect Mary a lot," is yeah. like what Whitney starts saying, um, because she knows a lot about Mary's church and how they worship Mary at that church. Like they think Mary is God, which no surprise we've. This has been our hypothesis for weeks, right? Um, that Mary also believes she's God. So then the talk comes around when Lisa says, "Well, you guys should ask Cameron." I wanted to put my hand through the TV and slap Lisa. Oh, they should call your friend. I would have been like, "Great, give me your phone. I'll call Cameron right now." Then, mm-hmm. right? Because Elisa knows a bunch of stuff she won't tell, and she just keeps saying, "You should call my friend about it." Heather makes a very good Mormon analogy finally, where she says, "Getting." information from lisa is like getting a mormon man to admit he watches porn mm-hmm. which i was like finally she did it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she did mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. she made a generalization we can it's get behind. a year and a
0: half and she finally did, she it. did it
1: we're thankful thank you wait, thank you heather they say that he has religious
0: trauma and Meredith is right in saying that is the most vague term in the whole world. What does that even mean? What is religious what trauma? Mean? And that's when Lisa snaps and says, Morg- Cameron mortgages house and gave Mary $300,000.
1: Yes. During this, Jenny has been like, yeah, I see what Whitney and Heather were saying. Like, Lisa, just tell us. Which, I, thank you. And yeah. Meredith is just like... You not telling us, we all think of the worst possibility. But Lisa doesn't care because technically her hands are clean, right? That's the worst. She's deeply the worst. Wallow in the mud with us, Lisa. Or get a new show. Yeah. You know what? You're actually worse than someone who gossips. You're someone who insinuates. And that is... I don't care for people who won't gossip. I'll say it. I don't either. That's what I would say. They think they're better than me. (laughs) People? Yes. You don't have to be a malicious gossip either. I think she could have said, Cameron says he has religious trauma because he felt he had to mortgage his house to give Mary that money. You could have said I mean, it like that. That's traumatic. That's traumatic. That's, that's a reason. And that, and that to me isn't saying, I think Mary's a bad person. You're just simply passing on a story. Is that gossip? Yeah. I'm fine with it. It's, it's the
0: same gossip as like journalism. Yeah. It's a, it's a story. There are
1: facts. There was a who, what, where, when, why. I can't wait for next week when I. it seems like Heather has had it. Listen, Heather has her COVID vaccine sweater on and she has had it. Does she really have a COVID vaccine sweater on? Well, it's like those cold shoulders ones that oh. everyone was wearing. <laughs>
0: it's like, well, Heather's coming out swinging. Heather
1: <laughs> is, has had it. She snaps about Lisa. She seems to get into a fight with her sister and I cannot wait. It's going
0: to be good. Um, I... As much of a valley as this episode was, it was a pretty good valley. You know, for a not barn burner episode, it was still very engaging.
1: There were hills in it. If not peaks, there were hills. And I just feel like
0: we're just, we're probably going to be uphill the rest of the season. Do you know how many episodes there are?
1: I think 13. So I mean, we're close. I think we're close. I think we're close. I do think I could have spent this entire episode solely talking about the costumes. There were so many bad outfits. We had to skim past him. and who, like
0: wh- who, who, who among them said, "You know what we should do is dress like slutty Bavarian villagers
1: mm-hmm. for just us." And I feel like Lisa was probably somewhere deep, being like, "You know, John does have a yodeling fantasy, so <laughs> I have just that. I just have the look for this." And yet, he wasn't there. Yeah, I don't. I never understand. A themed costume for just you and your friends. No, and I'm too lazy. I just don't care. Is that lazy? Yeah, I'm too lazy. I'm, I am also too lazy. I mean,
0: if the theme is like, let's be comfortable, great. If the theme was, you're a potato, what would you wear? Well, that's what I'm wearing now. <laughs> it's ex- exactly, exactly what I'm I wore to make pizza and that's covered in flour.
1: So if this is a, a nightgown I wore out twice today. You put a sweater on over anything it's an outfit yeah
0: absolutely yeah. it's a it's a fit all right thanks guys um we'll be back next week to talk about mary's cult really looking Allegren. forward to it uh, i'm not even legend. all right sue me mary uh we'll, we'll talk to you soon